Showtime. <laughs> Welcome to the Sean Lutz Show. We're sitting here in Saysonville, USA, also known as Liberty Hill, Texas, Chris's backyard. He's been putting a loan through, getting his November lined up, and I've been sitting out here attempting to build a fire. So we already established before we hit record that the number two Ohio State Buckeyes fell hard to the Boilermakers of Choked. Purdue. Yeah. I mean, Chris, you guys probably don't know, but he is from Ohio. He's an Ohioan, and he is a Buckeye. So watch that unfold on my phone out here while I was waiting for him. And How's that feel, man? You guys are pretty much out of the running now, unless a miracle happens. Uh. Alabama isn't going to lose. Alabama's not. Clemson looks good. LSU. LSU could go down. They have to play Alabama. So you got that. What I need is for Texas to jump Ohio State in the rankings and they continue could to win. do this this week, maybe. Bro, Where are you guys at? Seven? Seven. And they should. I mean, I, I couldn't believe they were the number nine ranked team. They won. And like number, there's like six, seven, and eight went down, and then Michigan went and jumped them. But Michigan's good. I'm not denying that. But they Michigan's went and six, them. right? Now they are. This they were, yeah. Then they just. I mean, this week they were coming in at six. Right, and they jumped Texas, I believe. I think, maybe not. But I was. Did surprised. you guys play tech, play uh, Michigan? No, they did not play Michigan. Well, they they just beat. Michigan State today. Yeah, it's a it's a big game. I was watching this little. It's sort of a rivalry. It is. I mean, it's an in-state rivalry. Yeah. It's not quite Michigan Notre Dame or the Ohio Michigan. State to the mix. You know, it's not that, but it is. Oh man, that's gonna be an interesting game because that's a that's a Thanksgiving game. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Did you see that? Uh, so on Black Friday this year. Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson are doing a head-to-head -head in golf for ten million dollars. Wow! Eighteen holes. They're gonna give the money to charity, but yeah, head-to-head. -head, I think it's gonna be a pay-per-view. No, shut up. No, I'm serious. What? I mean, I don't, I don't see that. I don't see anyone. Well, I don't know. You tell me. You're a, you're a golf guy. Uh, what does head-to-head -head mean? So when you watch golf on TV, it's, dude, it's, you know, a million golfers out there competing to win that tournament. This is just Bill them two versus going Tiger. 18 holes? Going through 18 holes, just battling for 10 mil. I mean, so it's the same thing as a tournament, but it's just going to be them two. Sure, yeah. So it's like a, you know, 18-hole playoff for the win, you know. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I mean, I don't. I'll probably have to work that day, but so I, you know, I want I mean, to see it. But. Would you get the pay per view if? if yeah, you no, for sure. I, I well, <laughs> I mean, yeah. How I, long is that? That's dude. You're talking about a solid three, four hours of. <laughs> yeah. Of I mean, that's that's if, bang for your buck. Uh, if you watch golf. I do, and I play right. golf. I like it. I mean, I, it's. I don't like watching golf. 
I don't like playing golf, but I'd rather play it than watch it. I mean, you've played it, so you understand how easy the game is, right? Or difficult. <laughs> I was being sarcastic. Yeah, it is. It is it's, it's the hardest game I've ever played. So when you see these guys out here just hitting these shots, the way they can bend it, hit the green, put backspin on it, put it in tight every time, hitting out of crazy rough in the sand. I mean, it, it, I, I played it enough. But head-to-head was... head is not the same as, like, a boxer, you know, a boxing match. This is the equivalent head for golf. Yeah. Boxing match, I mean. Yeah, boxing match. So you'd rather watch Mayweather dance around for a couple hours and spend the same amount of money? No, not not him. I'd rather watch someone. Boxing go, sucks. Go, well, okay, so UFC? Maybe UFC, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, this Khabib-McGregor fight was supposed to be a huge deal. I didn't buy that. I oh, McGregor and... Uh, Khabib. Yeah. Khabib. I, I didn't watch that either. either. And there was a lot of... It was cool. It almost made me want to buy it whenever I heard the backstory on that. Did you hear? There's not just the backstory. That's it's still going. <laughs> it, yeah, happened right when the fight ended too. So yeah, so you heard about all the. You, yeah. Did you see those videos of McGregor like throwing like a? What was it like a something. dolly or something? He threw into their bus. Into and, the bus. Yeah, it was something crazy like that. I think I, I think it started out maybe as a as a to sell a show or something to to sell a, a fight because you know he's he's really good as a promoter as a promoter yeah. promoting himself making the money because i mean him and mayweather that was that was all promotion that was all fake i think he know? made like a hundred million dollars off that <laughs> both of them just made out that ain't shit compared to the mega millions You've been buying your $2 tickets? You've been buying a line? No. Dude, it's it's going to be up to $1.6 billion on Wednesday. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just don't do lottery. You can't win if you don't play. It's $2, man. Just go lift up your couch, <laughs> scrounge up some quarters, and put the money in. I mean, it's it's irresponsible. <laughs> irresponsible. It, it, it's not responsible to not get in on this for 2 bucks. Put in an extra dollar for the mega player. That way, if you get all five, all five numbers without the Powerball, that would be depressing. But at least it'll be two, you know, a million times two or three, and you're making a couple mil off it, right? How if, many people? If, if you're so fortunate, that is. <laughs> yeah. All those people with your same mindset. Ah, just, I just gotta, ah, I just gotta buy it. <laughs> I, it's not that I'm gonna win, man. But well, I mean, at the same about... at the same time, you could be like, oh well. There's this next big stock. I just go go out and buy it. Sure, yeah. I mean, there's definitely that too. But I mean, we're talking about a cash out option of over six hundred million dollars. That's after taxes, man. Yeah. I mean, could you? I mean, what would you do with that kind of money? If you had six hundred mil. I better get a taste. That's all I'm saying as a buddy of yours. Oh. I mean, you wouldn't. I'd spread it around. You know, I would. You could. Yeah, so would I. I mean. But I mean, the chances. You get a car. You no. <laughs> I'd be paying off houses. That's what I'd be doing. Maybe I'd be paying get a off. couple. Uh, get a couple rentals. <laughs> For sure. I would actually. A couple thousand in what? cash flow. There you go. I mean, 
set up some trust for my kids, have their college taken care of. I get think a, of it. You an can, apartment complex. But even at that point, man, you still wouldn't have even put a dent in it if you did all those things. You would not even put a dent in it. Isn't that nuts to think about? Yeah, but then you can say, well, why not spend I'd, you know what I would more do? More money than just one ticket. No, dude, because if you're here's the way I see it. <laughs> if you are lucky enough, or if you are chosen to win the lottery, you're chosen to win the lottery. I don't need to increase my odds, you know. Like if I'm gonna win, I'm gonna win. I'm not gonna go spend, you know, buy six, seven lines of numbers on multiple tickets and spend that kind of I mean, is that really Technically. So you're saying so, the, just unlock the possibility. Yeah, dude, I'm not... Just buy a key. Just buy a key, get into the game. Maybe it, And if maybe God wants it. to bless you with that, then he will. Exactly. But you can't if you don't buy a ticket. Exactly. That's it. That's tough. That's you're tough. talking about $2. I know, that's tough. I've spent a total of $5 this past few weeks on... And no one's won yet. Wait, 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 wait. Five dollars. I thought you said it's two dollars. I said it's five dollars with the. Uh... No, no. I've so I bought a two dollar ticket a couple drawings ago. No one won, and then this last time, this last Friday, I bought. You have to buy every single time there's a drawing. Yeah, dude. Uh, I just don't know enough about lottery. Me either, but I've got some people <laughs> I work with that have schooled me up on it, and it's. What What about doing those pools? Yeah, you can get in on that. But then I'd rather do a pool. But then you're you're still cutting it. You're still putting in the same amount of money to just buy a ticket. I mean, think about it. If you were fortunate enough to win the lottery, I mean, what? It's something crazy. Like you can be struck by lightning like ten times. You have better chances of that. It's something crazy. I remember seeing something where the guy was. He's won it a couple times or something like that. No, one guy's won it multiple times. <sighs> something like, I think he wrote a book like how I won the million. The, Mega lottery or something like yeah. that. I was huh. like, that's BS. I mean, was he buying them from the same gas station each time? Because I want to go there. If that's it. <laughs> nah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't do lottery, though. Yeah. I just think uh, that, that's why I don't buy tickets and multiple tickets I mean I'll just I'll grab one line of numbers and if I win I win if I don't then you know I don't <laughs> I, I lost two bucks I lost five bucks you know yeah I don't I'm not sitting here thinking I'm gonna win the lottery I'm just saying you know it's it's over a billion dollars it's 1.6 it's something crazy Dang. it's like oh it's gonna be up to like 1.6 billion dollars something crazy like that man by Wednesday. That's the next drawing. So there's a drawing a, a week or what? I think it's... I, I think there's a couple. It's like Wednesdays and Fridays, I think. I'm, oh, so you got to get two per week? I mean... you got to get one between yeah, Friday no. and Wednesday and then one between Wednesday and Friday? Right, so don't <coughs> buy both at the same time because that'd be dumb. If no one wins on Wednesday... Buy another one Thursday or Friday before the 9 p.m. thing. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. That's, I mean, that's tough. That's it, it's just one of those slippery things, slope. Man. It's just, it's not responsible to not get in on this, man. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about, 
becoming a like an American dynasty in, in, in a day for two bucks. <laughs> you're up there with everyone else, man. I mean, and then you can, you know what I would do? I would pay off the whole church's note on that building. And all these give lifers, you know, um, let them rest easy for a minute, or they can keep giving. I don't and know. Let it go to something else. I don't know. I I think it's it's a good thing that well. I don't know about the uh, the bias seat thing. I kind of like that. I get it. I get it. You gotta still raise funds. But isn't that not what the give, the give life is strictly for the construction and for the materials of that building? So then buy a seat is to fill it? Buy a seat is to... To actually buy the seats. Help us help us fill it with seats. Yeah. I get it, I get it. I know there's a there's a formula that, that they're following. That's everything that they're doing. And then buy the seat is probably part of that. Yeah, they're they're following a script from someone who's created a big church. And yeah, man, he's been talking to Gross Shell a lot, you know, on <laughs> Skype or something. I don't know, but it's it's gonna get crazy, man. This church is gonna get big. This area is gonna keep growing. It's gonna get full, and then they're gonna. Dude, it's huge. Gonna, it's so big. I know, man. Did you, have you walked in it yet? I no, but I've driven around it multiple times. Not oh, when people are around. I just kind of go creep around up there. And man, I just... you can walk inside, walk into the worship center. Oh, dude! And it's so big. It's tall and because it's two stories high. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. When I first started going to Lakeline Church, I mean, the whole freaking worship room was about the size of your living room, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Now we're talking about this. How big it is. I mean, it's it's really cool. But when does it stop? Well, like it, it's it, it's really kind of a scary thing, man. Like I know we plant a lot of churches and stuff like that supposedly, but we how when is when is it big enough to where you are? I don't think it's about the size. I think it's about being able to serve people. And so you grow. So that you can... S we don't even have enough people to serve right now at our church. That is the, one of the problems. But I mean... So you don't want to... You also don't want to... Let people be alone. Come to you know your church and... Not have a spot... Right. What do you mean not have a spot? Feel like they're not welcome, and that's that's what size does. If if you like at our, so we've got three services: eight thirty, ten, and well, eleven. We only have two at the new one, though. Right. They're going back to two. Right, but there will be space. It's not going to be like so. You you typically don't fill every single seat. There's usually, you know, a seat between people couples stuff like that they say like 80 percent or something like that Bro, i can't remember here's what i don't understand why are they if we're already thin on volunteers let's let people it's a honey it's good 
Just good, right? I mean, if we're thin on volunteers, so it's here. Okay, hear me out though. Before I didn't get to finish my thought, so if we're already thin on volunteers, we're moving into this humongous building, and we're already condensing our three services down to two. Why not just have one at a prime time, around ten, ten thirty in the morning? One. I mean, we most certainly could, but actually, I'm thinking that we wouldn't actually fit. I don't think we'd be able to fit that. Oh, so it's not big enough. Not with one service. Going from three to, to one? Yeah. We could build bigger and fit everyone, but then, so then you're can, at so, capacity. So we couldn't... And then you got the whole issue of people wanting to go to service and serve. So I guess that makes sense for two. Like, Alexia wants to go to a service and then serve at the other one. Right, right. Think about jumping in there with her for in the class she teaches, just kind of laying down the damn law just all these kids that are up running amok in the, the classroom the enforcer I'll be the enforcer in there and the goon yeah just the uh, the Shylock in there you know just <laughs> kind of doing my thing you know just hanging out with the kids basically you know and just uh, yeah let her teach go for it man I they need people but I, I am not the, them people I don't think I am either but I'm going to try it out. I can do it for a couple weeks, and then I'm going to get in some kid's face. <laughs> so I'm not allowed to do it anymore. An, ele an elementary. <laughs> Sean, we, thank you for your service, but why don't you just stick to the... Listen, we're, we need you somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> There's this church called... Uh, what is that one next to us? Gateway? No, that's Genesis. Generation, oh, yeah. So there's this Listen, place called Generations right around the corner. <laughs> Why don't you go try that out? <laughs> yeah, I I have no desire to do it whatsoever, but... I mean, there's other ways to serve. My wife loves it. She needs help in there. She keeps telling me, like, I just need help. I'm just like, well, okay. Not my wife. <laughs> she does not. She what? So she's, she's in the one of the kids rooms she's in the baby room actually mm -hmm. and uh she's just like i'm doing it because we got babies in there not because you want to she I wants want to. to well i mean that's pretty much how i'll be too you well know? <laughs> if i served that's where i would be completely i mean i'm all for serving but you serve. I, also, I mean, you're. I also think you should be working where you're gifted, and that is one of the issues. Um, is we don't have enough people, and they're in the wrong spots. Yeah, I can see that. There's a book called Good to Great, where he talks about uh, getting getting the right people on the bus, in the right seats, headed in the right direction. Oh man, there's no assigned seats on a bus though. Getting them in the right spots. So imagine you're, maybe it's not just a bus, right? Maybe it's a command center, right? Hmm. Like on the same airplane, Air Force One, right? And they right. all have their assigned seats because there's a computer in front of them that gives them specific information 
and they're all doing their job, right? I think that's what it's talking about. Get everyone doing the right job, going in the same direction. Yeah, just kind of working together. And to the same place, yeah. With a common goal in mind. I mean, really, everyone working in their, in their giftings, you know, with one common leader, taking them to the same goal. Yeah. Everyone agreeing with the goal. And I think there's a lot of people that met, might be serving that don't really know the goal. I, I'm sure there are. Oh, I'm... Yeah, dude, there's no doubt about it. There's a lot of people serving right now that are just... Playing with the fire right now, trying to keep this thing burning nicely. Yeah, there's a lot of people in there that feel the pressure from their spouse to come help or feel the pressure from, you know, just Brian or whoever's given the message. Like, he keeps mentioning that they need help. You know, it's like, <laughs> keeps doing all these different exercises that all lead back to where you fit and where you can serve at, you know? I mean, and that's not a bad thing. I mean, it's, I mean, we should all want to get there. Let's do it okay, dude. Don't put any more fluid Hey, I was that. trying to get on this side. Because this one, just actually, that little ember picked it up. Sweet. That feels good. But I think it's just funny when I, I like see it unfolding. And I imagine there's some other people that see it too. But Well, it's a, you, you have to continue to, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's habits, like drawing people to serve is one habit and you have to do it consistently. You don't do it every day that you're, you're there preaching, but you have to do it consistent enough to draw serve, servers, servants, mm -hmm. people who serve. And then you also have to talk enough consistently about giving to have people give and you you know, constantly have to. Kind of theory behind these podcasts. You got to do them regularly. You got to start building content. You've got to generate well, I mean, a following. That's why we got to make the time to make this happen. Well, I don't know where Mike is right now, but that's why we're doing this on. No, it's actually it's actually a little different because you want to repeat kind of the same stuff. I mean, in the Bible, it's, it's there's nothing new. There's nothing new in the Bible. It's all. All been there for sure. so so long. I understand that. And and really, you have to really just resurface the. You really you have to work on resurfacing everything that needs to be resurfaced consistently um, <laughs> throughout the year. It's painting the Golden Gate Bridge, right? Yeah, you, you it takes a full year. So I mean, stop, right? best job in the world security wise I mean <laughs> you start on one side you paint the whole thing by the time you make the other one you gotta start over <laughs> you know it's just continuously working yeah resurfacing if you will repainting yeah that's a good way of looking at it so one thing is 
getting volunteers. So you hear that message, well, four times a year, three times a year, two times a year, I don't know. Maybe we should start counting. <laughs> it's probably more than that. Yeah, it probably is. It's probably... And there's, he probably sprinkles it in um, because it's... I'd say he sprinkles once a month. He hits it hard maybe once a quarter. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, it, it is something that you can easily just go... I mean, because God wants us to always be working in our calling, serving out of selflessness and so it's easy to go and you know one way that you can serve is serving here taking care of the kids whatever so that's that's an easy area because that's that's what we need so if you guys feel compelled to do that please help out yeah raise your hand right write your keyword yeah <laughs> Use the keyword kids. <laughs> yeah. Church is a. The institution of church itself is a very interesting. Church the little C. What's that? Church the little C. Yeah. It's a very interesting dynamic. The organization. The organization of it. Um, tax benefits that they have um, I don't know I mean there, there's just non -pro not for profit right right and I and that's I shouldn't just label it to only churches I think non profits are in the same boat that I'm getting at here I you know I, I don't have a problem with Mr. Osteen but you know that dude's living lavish. I remember when I was working at Mack Hike, there was a pastor that came in that, you know, he was no longer, the, his son took over for him. Handed down the family business is how it sounded, man. Like, I mean, he, oh, yeah, I've already got the GT Mustang. I'm just coming to see what the new 2018s look like. You know, yeah. what do you do, sir? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a retired pastor. I'm just like, oh, nice. Okay, where at? Oh, up in Temple. You know, just, and he's just the nicest coolest guy to you know i mean he was awesome to talk to of course and he's just he's talking about his boat and he's talking about all these cool things and it's just like wow like all right that's well, cool man and you, you again you you're just a pastor yeah hmm. so you're not so when you hear things like that and obviously joel gets the most criticism out of any pastor there is and I don't think he's a bad guy. I don't think the guy I talked to up in uh, Temple. Temple is a bad guy either. But at the same time, you know, there's a lot of people out there struggling. And that's, that's great that you bring a good message, I guess. But it's, it's almost hypocritical at times. Yeah. It's hard not to be hypocritical. There's something that you're always being hypocritical about yeah i think pastors are called to be they're they have a higher calling with certain things and it's a little different you know they how are the sh they they are shepherds here on earth yeah but how much are they worth <laughs> depends on what church you're at i guess i mean <laughs> how much money do you think pastors should make 
Um, I think there's some factors that go into that. Like, like no, I just said like, and I'm not trying to say like, <laughs> but I had to there. I think, that, I think those factors are, okay, well, how big is your church? You know, how many people are you shepherding from week to week? Because, obviously, without a big following, I don't how, know. how are you going to get paid? Who's going to pay them? I don't think that's necessarily... You don't think that has anything to do with how much they make? Well, I don't think that they should be paid on how many people they bring in. So make sure you get one millionaire, then you have, like, four other people, basically. Well, I mean, so, so that's 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 a tough thing, right? Because to bring in a millionaire? No, 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 no. How, how do you pay your pastor? I think you pay him well, but I think you have to have a lot of people there to pay them well. You have to have the income. Where's the and money the income come from? Comes from tithing and giving. And giving, but you also have to have to make sure that 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 tithing message is consistent but not annoying you have to teach people about I mean so, tithing. Did, so you're saying if he does a good job teaching about tithing he gets paid more no no what do you ever if, if everyone tithed look I get where you're coming that would, from that would make it easier to so bring, how, bring okay, people Chris, so how much how much should a pastor make oh, that is tough you can talk about all these great things they're doing and they should be doing and if their message is on point but I mean how much should a pastor make and I don't we could say you know what hundred thousand dollars a year I mean you could look at the median income use for that. who for the area of, of pastors or for no just the whole area the whole area okay Yeah, you could say a tenth of all the income. But what? If, but what if you? Yeah, a tenth of a tenth, huh? The hundredth. You know, I've, I've thought of that because if you did that, um, you'd hear a lot more messages about tithing. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> and that's the truth, man. Yeah. I'm not saying our no, church in particular. Not necessarily. You you just you'd have really, I mean, it's so that's tough because if you pay people the, where your metrics are right, if you pay them according to the goals, I really I think I think you should you know in a way reward people for their goals right. So what are the goals? Are we talking business-wise, or are we talking just... Oh, I'm talking about... How many baptisms are we doing this year? I mean, it's a really tough way to break it down when you talk yeah. about goals, too. I know, and that's that's what I'm saying. Like, baptisms I'm saying, are up this year. I got I'm hit saying, my bonus. I'm saying if you, if you bring the entrepreneurial way, right, you, you reward people on performance, mm -hmm. you pay people by performance then ideally that would be the best motivating factor, right? Sure. But, again, this all kind of dances around the question or this, the answer to the question. 
of how much a pastor get paid. I don't have a number. There's not a number in my head. I, I threw out a hundred thousand earlier, but I'd say I don't know, but median income, something like that. But look at look at the median again, income. Again, to my point, what if you've been a pastor of a church that you started in your living room and you've grown it into you know, moving into bigger building after bigger building over a course of 20 years and you have truly struggled and you have given your life to this and you have just shepherded so many people, you know, just kept them in God's flock or brought them into God's flock and now you're to the point where you're, you've got a huge following of people, why shouldn't you reap the rewards of that? I think that's well, okay. So let's say let's say I, I became a pastor and I started a church. I mean, really. Probably have another job. Probably have another job. Planting a church. But say you, you start bringing in money. Honestly, like that's, that's tough because I'd probably just say, hey guys... Like, I'll be completely open with all my finances. Why don't you guys just cover my housing, cover my all my expenses, car, gas, you know, food, budget, all that stuff. I mean, if, if I'm totally committed, you know? Sure. Just yeah. cover my expenses and then we'll use the rest for the church budget to build the church. Well, why don't we just build the church and you just, you know, get a job during the week? <laughs> and there are some church, some pastors that do that. I'm sure. You know, they it's... get a stipend for their for their time preaching and their their time building a, a message. Really, they're they're bivocational. That's it's not fun. No, that's a. Uh... Or you do it for free. <laughs> yeah. That'd be cool. <laughs> but, you know. I did it for free for a couple months. I mean, I wasn't expecting to get paid. Yeah. Not doing it anymore, though. But you would, right? Would you do it for free every week? <laughs> for f completely free? Yeah, just like you were for those couple months. You're not expecting to get paid. If I had a job that I... Maybe they throw you a Chili's gift card or something you know, <laughs> when you're not expecting it. <laughs> well, every man is worth his wages. Every... I mean... It's worth paying every man that works. But how much is that, right? Chili's gift card is... <laughs> Honestly, so I would say that the pastor probably didn't do a good job if if he's not making an income because or at least not not covering his his uh expenses and all that stuff that's income right yeah because if you're teaching your i mean if you're teaching then you should be teaching about tithing and if people are not getting it that's I don't know, bad teaching, bad, it's just not sticking. 
or you just don't have anybody that has money and they are tithing, it's not enough to really. Well, do no, anything. if they're all tithing, enough, but it, I think it comes back to the following, though. Well, if, if you have if you have ten people tithing, that means the income into the church is equal to the average of the income of the, the church members. Okay. Right. So that should that should be enough to pay a pastor's expenses and living living situation. Yeah. But that's if ten, everyone's tithing, right? Everyone's tithing. That's if everyone makes a decent amount of money. That's if ten, you have if talking about ten people. That's if you have ten people. Let's say tithing. we have ten people that make three thousand dollars a month. Yeah. So they're all given, you know, three hundred bucks each. So that's three thousand dollars to the pastor, right? Right. So they so the pastor's making the same amount as everyone else, right? Yeah. So. It's not a bad scenario. And then say you add another 10 people, bring on another person to serve, but then you have those fixed expenses or variable, variable expenses, church building, electricity, consumables. So then you've got to start bringing a little bit more in than just... Well, that's why you do a good job at what you do and you get more people to come in. But now you're looking at it from a standpoint of you're getting more people in so we can... Make more money. See, and that's the balance, right? Right, and that's <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean. When does it end? When is enough enough? And it's the same thing. I mean, I've heard messages about it at church. You know, like how blessed and fortunate we all are living here, and which is true. There's, there's no doubt in that. But you know. I mean, I, I just don't see our church bursting at the seams like is portrayed. I don't. It's not busy enough. I think you didn't. I th- I Which think I think you, you didn't. I, I've been to all of the services. I typically I go mean, to. We're we're filled, but bursting at the seams with volunteers. Is that what you're saying? I just think even with general, it may feel that way that we're. Build. I mean, what we have to put more seats in there? We have to put up the pop-up chairs because we don't have enough nice chairs. Oh, we have to actually use all the space in the worship center to worship for one service. You know, I'm not saying we don't need to grow, but I'm just saying, like, look, you know, I'm talking about bursting at the seams, and I think of bursting at the seams. It's just every freaking service is like the ten o'clock service. And and here's a... Hold on. Let me finish this. This parking lot that we had before was not built with growth in mind. So it felt like we're... It's almost like we're going to build this parking lot to this size. Once we start filling that, we can, you know, drop some gravel over here. I mean, that's how it feels at times. It's like, oh, man, look. Now we're... We are growing. Filling up the gravel over here. I just don't think we've built a big enough parking lot so it feels like, oh, man, look how packed it is today. It's like, no, there's only like 50 (laughs) spots, you know, like... Good thing everyone comes as a family in one vehicle. Well, what about all the people that come once? Yeah, what about them? Why, why do they come once? Why do they come once? I'm sure there's 
multiple well, reasons. Okay, so the ones that walk in and they're like, dang, there's... I'm going to go sit back here where there's no space. There's really no space for me. No, dude. I mean, maybe. If that's really how you feel. Or you walk in and you're like, dang, man, this place is packed. This guy must be good. Or they must have good music or whatever it is you're into. I mean, there's two sides to every coin. Well, it's, it's and, typically consumers, and that's the thing. Do you cater to consumers, or... Or do you just let your message and do the talking for you? That's really what it comes down to. You can cater to consumers all day long, or you just go give a good message, and it hits home with the people who need it, and Well, I mean, catering to consumers is, is putting more seats down so that you can have them sit there and listen to the message right in a bigger room yeah that's catering to consumers allowing them to to consume and and this is how it is you why not just add another service another service to three I see St. Thomas More, these other churches that have services that go on on Saturday evenings and they're doing these other things. I think there's, there's I think you could get more out of it, well, even gotta, from a business standpoint, all right, the, the entrepreneurial mindset with this is like, you know what, we've got a building here that we are in the, you know, we're trying to pay off or maybe we have paid off, I don't even know, it doesn't matter. You know, we've got a big enough building here, why don't we just add a couple services here and there later in the day? I, you know what, yeah, I've got a work a couple more hours giving sermons but no 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 it's not about it's not about him he can do it so why don't we do that well how many volunteers are there well I don't know there's some that volunteer per service right but then there's also some people that volunteer they used to volunteer only two services okay to, to serve during like the worship people, right? So they play, they used to play two. Now they're playing three. And then you're saying add another, let them play four. So, but you said building a bigger room is catering to consumerism, right? Yes, but I said, you know, you have to cater to consumers. Okay, so why not cater to consumers and say, all right, guys, we're going to have a uh, Saturday night worship. There's not going to be any... Uh, we're going to have a Saturday. Just It's just going to be the message. There's not going to be any band playing. You can just come in and you can um, just come listen to the message. That's catering to consumerism. That's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to go no, listen. No, it's, but, but my it's, point is... It's there's, okay to cater to consumers because... It's just about how you want to go about it. No, no, no. Because they're not going to be... The goal is to make sure that they're not consumers long term. Okay. They start out as consumers. So, I don't want to come across the wrong way here, is that I think that we're making a bad move by moving into a bigger building, but I, I do think that there are other ways around it than just blowing up into this big thing, and now we've got two services, and now, you know, we, we're going to have two halfway pack services now so people feel more comfortable in there so we're that that's the main thing people just don't feel comfortable how about you just spend the money on some more comfortable chairs that that instead There's of still instead no of space. using space 
instead of using the fold-up ones. There's well, there's still no space. Like, how's there no space? I I mean, it works, doesn't it? I mean, is there standing room only every week? I no. mean, no. The no. reason why there's not is because we, we don't have, have because people don't want to do that. People they don't go to. So they walk in and then they walk out because they have to stand up. You've seen that. You've heard that story. People have told you that's happened. You don't hear that. That you. It, it's I, just I, how it is, dude. Okay. <laughs> it is. I mean, okay. Think think about. Okay, I don't know about you, but if you're if you're brand new, coming into a new church, and there's really not a whole lot of space. How about instead of the pop-up chairs, we just get more of the ones we already have so everyone feels comfortable and it looks more natural. It's like, oh my even, gosh. Even, even when you do that, okay, say they stick. They stick they, and they keep on sticking. And then more people come in. How about we stay here long enough to where we don't have to do chair fundraisers, buy a chair <laughs> for your friends and family for the new building? How about you? Eventually, you'll get to the point where you just don't have space. And... Sure, man, but that's not where we're at now. We are. We're there. Ah. I mean... I don't think so. I think we are projected to be there over the next couple years, so we're maybe planning ahead. You're not going to have every single seat filled. You're going to have spaces. Dude, I've been to churches where every seat's filled. I see those churches on TV where every seat is filled. I That's not true. That's just 100% not true. Yeah, not in our... Neighborhood. Okay. <laughs> sure, sure. I well, mean, th these are like the uh, abortion scenarios for liberals. It's like, well, what if you were raped by your cousin? You know, then abortion's okay. It's not okay then. You don't have the right to choose. It's like, well, sure, when you make that one crazy-ass scenario, yeah, I guess I can kind of see where you're coming from a little bit, but I still don't believe in abortion. But, yeah, you can come up with these asinine scenarios, and, yeah, you're right. That, that proves your point. Um, You're right. That's kind of screwed up. I don't you know. know. That that doesn't sound the same, but uh, it kind of does. I mean, every every valid point I'm making here, you come up with a one-off scenario. It's like, well, no churches are filled by every single seat. Well, I've seen it. In, well, not in our area. You know, I mean, that's, well, I mean, I went a little think. extreme. I'm not gonna lie, but <laughs> it's it's the point is, is which that's which, not have true. you been to a church where every single yeah seat I've been to Hill Country Bible Church and the, the it's been filled. Okay, Absolutely. and what did they do? What did they do? Yeah. They've started building churches all over Austin. Okay, so they expanded. Yeah, when they were bursting at the seams at every service. <laughs> they started buying lots across the street first, and then they bought the one catty corner to that, and they started putting up more parking lots. They started buying land around them to cater to these consumers, and they built more parking spaces because they still had room in their church. And then they started popping up these smaller churches, like one in Pflugerville, one up in Leander. You know, they've they've started building them then, and they're nothing special. They're nothing big. You know, it's just a place where you can go feel comfortable. You don't have to be sitting in the pop-up chairs. You know, they're not spending this crazy amount of money on this. They're like, oh, we're going to buy land and build more parking spots. We've got a huge building here already. That's how that happened. Does it mean their model is better than ours and it's going to, you know, more sustainable? I don't know. It doesn't matter. I'm just saying there's other ways to go about it. And, you know, I just don't know if the way we're going about this one 
is 100% right. I think it's cool. I'm happy to be a part of it. Just only because I've I've seen what this place was. I've seen where we've came from. And to see this huge... I mean, just walking into the building we're in now for the first time when I came back from school, walking in there and seeing this building on this land was mind-blowing to me. My mom and dad finally come back to church and they're walking through here and my dad's like, our whole worship room is the size of that stage in the place we're in now. He's like, man, this is amazing. Look how many people are here. Gosh, this is awesome. You know, we're walking around doing that little tour and we had to go around to each station. Remember that one service where we got out early and we had to walk around like, back here is where we're going to build the new this. Over here it's this. We'll walk around to like each little site, you know, and praying at each one, whatever it was. And and we get back inside. My dad's just like, wow, that is crazy. So... You know, I, I've just never, I've, I've seen ch- church services that are packed, and I intentionally look around from the front row every single time, and I'm looking, and I, there's about six seats next to me every week that are full, okay? Every time. Every time. I'm the, at whatever service I go to, I've got my whole row to myself. So I don't want to hear that all the seats are full, because there's no one sitting next to me, and I know I don't smell that bad. <laughs> Well, sure. I mean, really, so you saw it from when it was little. Yes. So, obviously, it had to grow because people started attending, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, the same thing. Why didn't they just add another service? Uh, They did. And then? And then their lease was up, so they moved into a bigger building. Okay, why don't they just re-up the lease? Well, because they were growing. Yeah. And so you gotta rent, grow. rent probably went up for the same spot because of our market here in Austin. I mean, I don't want to okay, get into probably semantics whatever. of this. We're going to pay more for the same place that we're already growing out of. Okay, but the truth is that it probably grew, right? So it warrants a bigger space. Yes. Yeah. So we've grown... I know the numbers have grown, and so it warrants in a bigger space. Yeah, I see our, you know, fiscal year budget go up every single year. You know, we're growing. We're, we require more every year. You know, because to cater to all these consumers and members and partners, sorry, not members, partners in our church, you know, like there's a lot of things that are needed, and you, know, you see these numbers, I mean, everything's growing, which is great. The budgets have not grown. <laughs> You're kidding me, right? When I first started coming to the church in this building, I mean, this, our fiscal from the last year. our fisc- no, our fiscal year budget was in the six hundred thousand dollar range. It's up to a million dollars now, so it's gone up at least a hundred thousand dollars each year. Well, I mean, ministry bu- budgets actually got cut this year. Ministry budgets. Yeah. Oh, so where did where the money go to then? It's just like our government. The building went to the building went to the building but our budget also went up it's at a million dollars now for the year because the building right I know but it's gone up every year is my point I don't know where the it doesn't it doesn't necessarily I trust all these people okay like I wherever the money's going I don't feel like there's any just money hungry people that are elders in our church or leaders of our church that are just going nuts with it 
Alright, I think it's all going to worthy things, so fine. I'm the budget instigating. No, not necessarily. I don't think we needed a new building right away. I really don't. I'm gonna go to the ten o'clock service every every time. I go now because everyone wants to start going to the eleven thirty. Really? Yeah. I like the ten o'clock just because eleven thirty just gets out too late for me personally. You get out, it's like, oh gosh, we're all starving. It's already an Alexia serve, so we don't get out of there until after one o'clock. And it's like, oh man, now we gotta go eat. Oh, if we go out to eat, or we gotta come home and cook. And then by the time we're done cooking, it's like, you know, eating. It's like three o'clock. It's like, it just throws off the day, man. It really does. Well, I mean, remember when they started saying, hey, if, if some of you at the 10 o'clock service could go to the 11.30 service. And a lot of people started doing that, right? And yep, and then some of us 11.30 went to 10 o'clock. <laughs> Look, I'm not trying to deny that this place has grown because I've seen the 11.30 grow a ton. I mean, I, I you know I'm coming across as an instigator here, but honestly, <laughs> Well, man, I know the numbers have grown. I mean, I've, I've heard the attendance grow the number so yeah there's no doubt about it I just you know sometimes you just got to capitalize when the time is right and I think that's what happened here sometimes it's like man we either make the move now or we got to wait this much longer to do it uh, I think it's, it's a risk to do it now but we can I think we can make I think it now is the right time because I mean Say we stay on our trajectory. I mean, once we start building, we'll already be. Look, I can't wait. I can't wait till the first service, first two services in that room. I'm gonna see how many people are in there. I'm gonna see where we're at. Right. It's it's meant to be small. It, so it's meant to be bigger than than what we. It better be. That's the whole point <laughs> of it. I mean. Yeah. So it's it's huge. Yeah, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, and I'm looking forward to, you know, just seeing how that goes from week to week, as far as how many people are in there, and I, I just... Because I think we were hovering somewhere around 750 right now, total. A day? Right. Not per a service. Sunday. Yeah, per Sunday. Yeah, I don't think we can fit 750 in there. No, there's no way absolutely no way we could do that but you know it's I mean it's asking a lot of people to be very faithful with their money how? how? oh you mean the giving? the giving for sure I mean, but I mean, you, basically, what what they asked everyone to do when that happened was to dig real deep. What what can you contribute to this? So that's what you on, have an issue with. On top of what you may already give, and then on top of all the other things that they're asking you to give to throughout the course of a calendar year, let's say, and all the ministry. I mean, it. They all do good things, but I, I just think that. So that's that's what that, you're that is. It's I feel like every single week, 
it's it's something. Like you mean some, lot, something asking for? Something else that we need, you know, we need people to open up for, you know, open up the coffers for and give more to. You know. How about you just save some money? Have a have a little rainy day fund. You mean the the church? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why spend every single dollar that you get on every little thing or allocate it to this, that, or the other? They could probably do a better job managing the budget. But, I mean, obviously, if you're building a building, you got to build... Why build the building right now? It seems like there's a lot of things out there that you, yeah. you guys are wanting to be a part of and, you know, have all these different ministries that need money for this and that and... The other, it's like, well, what's more important, the building or these ministries that are very important? Like which ones? Every single one that they bring up every week. Just wait till the holiday season comes. Now we got to do the the, uh, the, first, the gift. first gift, and we've got to do all these. I mean, you like don't it have to do the first gift. You don't have to. You're right. You don't. In fact, you didn't have to do the the give life. You're right. There's a lot of things you don't have to do. Until you truly believe that you should do something about it. Right. And then it's like... So basically what you're saying is... You know... Some people aren't going to give to this and that. But they will give to this. That's why we keep throwing more things out there. See what sticks. Like which stuff? Casas for Cristo or something. Sure, yeah. That's a good one. That's a big one. Let me guess you've got something airing tomorrow at church for men's life or something. Is that why? I don't think so. No? It's just tough, man, when, you know, the, I, I, under, like, I just understand the whole thing. I get it, and I do feel, so here's why the, I do feel the need to give to my church, but. So the building needs to be built. You're saying why? I'm saying or, why or you're now. Not, I'm saying why now. Why now? Okay. That's because if you, if you track the growth of the, the membership, or the partnership, or whatever you With want to call it. With the growth of Leander, and well, that, and then also if you if you apply it to the space that we have, we we will be packed, and we won't have any space to to bring any, to to fill it. It's gonna end soon. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna fire up another one. It's only used two percent, man. So, so. Why, why not prepare for, for that growth, right? So instead of going, all right, we hit the ceiling. Now we got to grow, and then and then we'll hit a plateau until we get into a new building, and then we'll grow again, and then fill it to capacity, and then plateau until we build a new building. Why not just build ahead of the the growth? That's a good question. That's where we'll pick up in just a minute. It's roaring, man. Yeah. So 
was that question that we ended with it right there. So why not build ahead of the plateau? Because we're gonna sure. we're gonna have to we're gonna plateau we're gonna plateau here pretty soon. Probably here in in uh, six months if we didn't if we didn't add a new building. I mean, yeah, you're I'd right. I mean, I'd we, say we're pretty close to plateauing right now. I mean, we just, you know, no sense in adding another service or anything, just using the resources that God's given us already, you know, which is our building and the land that we already bought and we still owe money on. Like, why not? That'll that'll prevent some of the plateauing, but I don't think that'll... I, I you know... It's just two different. It's, it's just really just two different schools of thought. Like I said before, I don't disagree with necessarily with building new building, but I, I do have some questions about it. Like, did we really look at every avenue here, or is that just the next play in the playbook? It was all, already built into the because they already have stages, right? Yeah, they did, and they do still. Yep. For even more future growth. Takeover generation. Yeah, we, we're leasing them land. It's the uh, what's that model? The McDonald's? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about more of the wholesaling side. Lease the land. The, <laughs> the wraparound. Oh, yeah, kind of a wraparound. It's the owner finance. <laughs> you know, like when they when they default or when the time comes, it's just like, well, thanks for building this building and paying it off. We'll take, it. we'll take it back now. I know that's not the case here, but, <laughs> but you know that that is weird though. That is is generations and the pack the same place? No, they're different. I think we had some people that came from generations. Yeah, generations, man. I don't know anything. You know they them. they jumped on a good opportunity, probably in the same boat. Where it's like, man, we can finally build our own place, and this is awesome. We're getting a good deal from this church, but. We're not the one that's right there on the road on either side. We're kind of tucked in behind, so people are going to come looking for us, and they're going to stop at Life Church first, you know? And Or if they come from Rouse, you see the guy, like, waving. Oh, yeah. Come in this way. He's just stopping people. I just If I were them, I would I would just get a real bold guy just to stand in the road. Everyone that's coming, it doesn't matter if you come to Life Church. Nope, go, just stand in the road. Go, 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 go. You know, like, <laughs> push it. There was... <laughs> There was one time we were we came that direction, and uh, the guy looked all friendly, like, yeah, waving at us, and we're like, hi, and we kept on driving, and he looked like dejected, <laughs> ass, you know, just like, <laughs> I was like, sorry, I mean, we're not gonna change where we go just because you're standing there. Yeah. Yeah, the guy who sold us our wood flooring in our old house he played in the you know the guy but he played in the band at Generations I was telling him I went to Life Church and after that he raised the price on me for some reason <laughs> no he didn't I know but he that's a oh, true story I was gonna say, he did raise the price no it was just a true story he, oh, okay. he played drums up there nice yeah and see right now this is broken down that is just some pure coal right there. Yeah. You get those wood look coals, you know, that, L that is lump a, coal. Yeah, lump coal. This is 
it right here broken down to these little pieces that's what it looks like yep. it's the hottest it's been right here feels good yeah for sure <sighs> yeah so the Dodgers won today which is my least favorite baseball team I know you're not a huge baseball fan but did they play Minnesota the, no Milwaukee Brewers mm, that's it just America's the heartland team, you know. I mean, Milwaukee <laughs> Brewers, man. Did they win the series? Their series? What do you mean? Who? Did they? The Dodgers. Yeah, they just they won game seven tonight. So oh. they're moving on to the World Series to play. So we've got an L.A. versus Boston World Series. Dang. East and West. The big market prevailed against small Milwaukee, you know. with L.A. just went and bought Manny Machado at before the trade deadline. You know, they just went and bought him from the Orioles. And, you know, then you've got this little small market team, Milwaukee, man, just just that true underdog. But to top it off, I hate the Dodgers being a Giants fan. That, that's our biggest rival. So it's like I was really rooting against them and kind of gave me something to cheer for because my team wasn't in it. And we can just cheer against the Dodgers. Well, now, now you can cheer for Boston, right? Now I got to cheer for Boston, who had the best record in baseball this year with 108 wins. Like, we didn't know they were going to win it right after the regular season. So it's like. They played against the Astros? They beat the Astros. Like, in the first four games or something like that? I think the Astros. Five Ast games. Astros got a. They got, they a got win. a win. One win. Four to one, right? I think so. I think it was four to one. So, that was a crazy series, man. Are you not, a not, football or I mean a basketball fan at all? I like NBA. NBA, I like I like playoff basketball a lot. I mean, I I don't know all the guys on every team or anything like that, except for the big market teams. You know, I, I know. So you like uh, you like um, LA? No, man, <laughs> and that that's what really hurt me. And I'm sure it hurt you too, having LeBron leave your Cavs. Yeah. But. It was about time. I mean, it was getting boring. Getting boring, going to the championship every year. Yeah. It's a, must be a rough life. Well, I mean, Kyrie left. Yeah. Went to the Celtics. Right. Um, I don't know. Yeah, honestly, that that rivalry, you know, quote-unquote rivalry. Which one? The Celtics-Cavs? The Warriors. No, the Warriors-Cavs. That was getting boring. Pretty worn out. Worn out. That's, Warriors are the more right. dominant team. I mean, they got KD. They got they got yeah, players. They're the freaking Dodgers or Yankees of basketball, man. They just buy whoever they want. They just they got some homegrown talent. Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, they just went and picked up this offseason Demarcus Cousins, who was like a number one overall pick at one point a few years ago, and he's a center, so he's the one position they needed to complete their just. <laughs> I mean, their team could be, if LeBron wasn't in the West now, I mean, it could be the starting five for the All-Stars. Was, uh, I've heard some, I saw some rumors about KD leaving, but I don't know. I, did, I didn't really follow up on that. Uh, he didn't, so maybe he will eventually. I think this might be a contract year for him. And he's the best player on their team. I mean, that oh, guy—that yeah. guy's seven foot and can just stroke from anywhere on the court. I mean, he can, yeah, go jam on people. Obviously, if you're seven feet, you better be able to dunk. But I mean, right. I mean, he's 
He's freakish, man. You know he went to UT, right? Yeah. For like a year. <laughs> One and done guy. Yeah. But, man, he's he was a beast. He was fun to watch at Texas, that's for sure. Texas had a lot of good talent, but it's it's always like one guy is really studly with not much around him, not enough to do a lot at the college level. Just basketball or basketball wise, they, they've done a good job recruiting over the years. The past since I've been following them, past ten, fifteen years, twenty years, whatever it's been. It's crazy to say statements like that. You know, I've been following this team for decades now <laughs> you know I mean it's really weird to think about like I can actually say that I the basketball team you've been following that long or just oh, UT in general just UT I'm just saying the statement in general just to say that I've followed anyone for you know 10 20 years now it's like wow how old am I you know it's, <laughs> I'm, I'm not old at all but it's just getting there right <laughs> 28 yeah. Almost 29. So, yeah. <laughs> Almost 30, man. You'll be 40 next year, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, remember, Sitlali's going to hit 40 before me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think we're just going to stop counting at 39. <laughs> That's right. Right? I already stopped well, counting. Yeah. Smart, man. I think everything's done after... 30? I think after 30, yeah. Is she, what, 35 now? Yeah, we're both 35. You're both 35? Yeah. She's got a six months gap. Dang. Yeah, you got Alexia, who's... How old is she? 27. Maybe she's 28. She's, I think she's 27. What is that? I don't know. It's a weird sound. Something rolling. You know, this is a better place to do a podcast in my house. One thing I noticed when listening back to that first one that we did. The crickets are something The like, crickets were nuts. Yeah. Hey, but this sound is cool. I'm sure. That's going to... Hopefully we can hear it. It's going to sound great. feels great. It's starting to get a little cooler. Outside? Yeah, they're yeah. Just like crumbling. Look at this, dude. They're just crumbling apart, but we just got a big old pile of just charcoal burning in there now. Yeah. That's hot. You hear that? The crinkling? Or the, like the crystal sound? Yeah. How much would it take to just dump this on the ground and you walk across it? Yeah, no. No? He wouldn't no, do that? No. You know how they do that, right? They uh, they take some... Well, it's not like this kind of charcoal. What is poles. it? I mean, it's still... <laughs> they put some cooler ones on. Like, not embers. Yeah, because that would be blistering. Literally blistering right yeah. there. So is that really how that works? Well, it, was it last? It was like a year or two or three. I don't know. It was, it was in the recent past where someone got really hurt walking on coals at one of those Tony Robbins.
about that? I bet Tony fired that guy, though. <laughs> well, I think it was because they didn't... They did it when it was hot. <laughs> you idiot. You know? <laughs> I thought we were walking across coals. I didn't know it mattered. <laughs> so the basically, they put a whole new layer down over some hot coals, and you walk across some non-hot coals? So, something like that. I mean, don't get me wrong. It would still be hot. You'll feel the heat, but... Yeah, but not on these types of embers. You do that, I mean... Yeah, you're done. Because these are all going to start crumbling, and they'll get, like, stuck in your uh, feet. You'll be like, ah, after you get off, you'll be trying to brush it off. And uh, brutal. Got any hot dogs? Throw on a stick? Just... No. We don't need to eat, no. It's all right. It, it would just be a perfect cook on this thing right here. Yeah. Have you fired up your grill? Like, probably not lately, but have you cooked it all on that thing over there? Oh, not this fall. It's been a, my grill's been pretty lonely this fall too. I've used it. <laughs> I think time. I think one time since I got back from Florida, which was with me. Yeah, <laughs> I've grilled at my dad's house, but just not on mine. Yeah, it sucked. So we, we didn't know what to expect when we went to Florida as far as the grilling situation. So I have that little Weber, little small hibachi. You know, it just sits about as high as this thing. So I brought that, and then I was loading it in the truck, and I took the top off it, and the grate was gone. And I know the grate used to be in there at my old house, but I think in the move around the corner, it somehow got lost. So I took two grates off of my grill because it's got four on there that kind of covered most of the surface yeah. so I just brought those with me and we ended up not even using it nice but those grates sat in the back of my truck in the bed of my truck and then in my garage for months and then I threw them on there about a week before you came over oh that's why they were rusted yeah Th that's why there's you a, didn't use them right there's a couple that were really rusted and I think that honestly I think the ones that were really rusted were the ones that were just sitting in the grill which is kind of crazy because how that happens because it's covered. Nah, yeah, I get that, but it's not just the water vapor that gets in there. Yeah, I mean it, it has rained a lot. Well, let's see, did it rain a whole lot this summer? No. Fall. The fall, it's rained a ton, man, a ton. September was all rain for the majority true majority I can't remember and now October September. is doing the same thing I mean look at all the yeah, central Texas lakes that. man the Colorado River yeah it's have you watched those videos on Facebook yeah <laughs> dude I mean it's it's at record levels almost everything is more than full like 90, 1994 right that that level or something like that I I, I would be willing to bet that to have all the lakes this full, it's probably even further back. It might have been... Yeah, maybe it is 94. I don't know. I didn't live here I remember seeing 1994 or something like that. It's when you were born, right? <laughs> <laughs> Good one. <laughs> 90, dick. <laughs> oh, four years. <laughs> I didn't think I was that close. 90. Oh, man. <clears throat> but... 
yeah, I mean, I, I watched this video, and I these people, I don't know what they were standing on top of. It was a bridge or something, but there's a big bridge there in the background of the shot. It's in Lano, right? It was in Lano. Some, yeah, and you just see this water rushing in, and there's a bunch of gravel, trees, bushes, like almost like a little island, if you will, and the water kind of shot off, like it's coming from here, coming straight down, it kind of just cuts over this way, you know, that's the way the river was formed, yeah. and then all this water comes in, dude, everything's covered, there's these huge concrete barriers that are in the water, like three or four of them, they're all just covered, like, it kind of turned them into looking like waves and stuff, it was yeah. just, they were like flipping and stuff, that was pieces of the, the bridge, the 2900 bridge, yeah, it's, I mean, just to see how powerful water is, man. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you've ever done this with Sophia or not, but, like, I, we started, we just pulled up YouTube on our TV downstairs, and we started looking at space, and Hayden, I mean, I still can't even grasp how big space is. <laughs> I mean, it's it's impossible to truly comprehend yeah I mean, it, this graphic that I saw it showed it zoomed out and it showed the Milky Way and it had this little speck in there like this is Earth yeah like, yeah remember uh, Crazy Love yeah like piece like the first chapter or something like that yeah it, yeah I do remember that but it's the same idea so it, it showed it Show the Milky Way point it had a little arrow point like hey, this little dot here is Earth. It's like wow, that's crazy how big Milky Way is, and it zoomed out. And then Milky Way was that same dot, and then it zoomed out. It's like this is this cluster of galaxies, and it's just yeah. like wow, gosh, wow, that is holy smokes, you know. And, <laughs> and then it zooms out again. Yeah. It's like that entire cluster of clusters is now this dot. And it zooms out again. It's like, and it did it like four or five times. And I was just like, and it ended with them saying like, and this is as far as we know. Right. And I was just like, oh my gosh, how? Like what? I mean, these like the freaking light we're seeing from the moon right now. I mean, if you think about it, like how long did that take to get here? How many light years away is that? I know the moon's close. Oh, right. Man, I don't. I don't but when you start looking at stuff in light years, I know it's really cloudy out, we can't see the stars, but a lot of these stars you see burnt out right. millions of years ago. And we're just now seeing the that light. That one's from the sun, right? Reflection from the sun. The, the sun is reflecting off of it. But still, where the sun's at to the moon and back to reflect here. there to back to here is like that light was shined a long time ago and we're just now seeing it. Yeah. Who the hell figured that out? that light years who, who yeah I who, who, who comprehended to, that who wanted to figure that out yeah and on top of that who really wanted to like oh. I think I think Michael would probably be the type of person that would be like you know what I want to know and <laughs> so I'm gonna yeah. go find out <laughs> and that oh yeah Michael's not here of course but yeah I, I just it's a really crazy thing when you start thinking about it just the whole universe I mean obviously we know it's infinite well not just that but like and we know. all the other things that point towards the creation sure yeah. God's creation 
versus like just for us to live the life we live on earth like the amount of things that go on in the universe just to allow this little perfect the perfect scenario for this to happen yeah so what about another earth type place or life somewhere else in this infinite galaxy I, I, I think there is other life somewhere I know that sounds crazy but I mean is it that crazy they're saying like just in the Milky Way the size of it that there's like places that we've never seen or just, there's like a million different opportunities for an Earth just in the Milky Way but I mean oh man you're getting out there yeah it's crazy I had a guy he was just one of the personal trainers up there he's close to 50 his name's Danny Danny B he's got this personality that is just ridiculous man he's he's just something else he's born in Chicago he moved out to LA he's been a fitness model he's been an actor he's been That's all, you got, right? all these all these different uh, yeah all, all these different things that he's been, right? And he's just, you know, I've seen some old pictures of him. Supposedly they were him that he showed me. And he was totally yoked up and a real fitness model. And But he's just got this personality. He's And he can sell some training. Like, I set these fitness profiles up after I sign people up with him when possible. Because yeah. I get a piece of that training, right? Yeah. And he can close. But... He, he's the one that told me about that graphic I was just talking about where it just kept zooming out and out and out and out. Like, you know, it was just, and that's what made me want to look into it. So I was showing Hayden that, and she, and she was, thought it was cool, but she obviously wasn't comprehending. And then we took it to the ocean, and all she cared about was the Titanic. She's really into the Titanic right now. <laughs> I don't know, like, I looked at her Kindle, and there's like a, Titanic book on there now you know like she just they're talking about the depth of the ocean right where we can see and what happens at these levels and what you can and can't see where light hits and how deep it really is and she right when I got the Titanic part she was like oh the Titanic and then it was like huh. when, did then you when watch gets, the movie or something? <laughs> no we have not sat through that movie not you but maybe she has she hasn't seen that movie. I think it just got brought up in class that a ship sank. Hmm. Maybe you should watch the movie with her. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that. Chris, great idea, man. <laughs> Thanks. So yeah, I'll get right on that. We had that on VHS growing up. Two two different VHSs. You had to take oh, one yeah. out and put the second one That's in. That's right. It was so long. Yeah. That was like a three, four hour movie. I I mean, it was crazy. Long. Super long. But yeah, it's uh... So I just showed, uh... What movie was it? Have you ever seen Scott Pilgrim vs. the World? I haven't. I've heard of it. It's a good movie. What's it about? It's just nostalgic. There's a lot of references. Or not necessarily references, but... They use, like video game sounds from the 90s um, yeah I don't know It's the music is good 
the storyline is, is eh, but so we just watched that today and she liked it. She's like, I'm gonna make a list of all my favorite movies, and she got Sp- Scott Pilgrim on there. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, that's cool. We watched uh, Hitchhiker Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy or something like that. I haven't seen that either. Dude, that one's classic. That's like Spaceballs. Hmm. And of course, you haven't seen that. No, I've I've heard of Spaceballs. No, I, I was trying to find it, but it's not on Netflix. Netflix is another one of those things that kind of just keeps on going. Like, there's so much stuff on there, a lot of useless stuff. But yeah, we don't find. I haven't found a whole lot that I want to watch on there. I try a lot of things out, and I just get into it. It's like, ah, it sucks. Yeah, and then I turn it off. Yeah. You leave it on, don't you? You you just watch through it. Maybe it'll be good. Usually, yes. I mean, <laughs> honestly, if you were describing me and my mentality to movies or shows, I am that guy who will just power through, even though it started horrible, it's continued to be horrible, and there's it's going to be horrible till the end. I'm just like, maybe there's a chance. It <laughs> turns around. I will usually power through. But yeah, there's a lot of stuff on Netflix that just not, not that great. I have a lot of... Uh shows that shows or movies that I just haven't finished <laughs> really I yeah. can't do that <laughs> yeah I'm, that's I, why I I'm stay away like, from ah, whatever this is, is dumb I try and stay away from as much as I can because like I said I'm that guy once I get started I just did you watch um, House of Cards you know damn dude starting back up right you just called me out that's one that I haven't finished <laughs> I've seen, I haven't seen any of the new stuff because Frank's gone, right? Or is uh, he? I think so. I haven't watched it. I watched the first couple I mean, of he seasons. He turned out to be a bisexual predator, Kevin Not Spacey. Frank, exactly, but. <laughs> if only. No, Kevin Spacey, the real person himself, <laughs> right, turned right. out to be a sicko. Yeah. Right? It sucks because. Uh, Man, I liked him as an actor. Movies. Yeah. Same really sucks so I'm curious Usual to know suspects oh man that that was like one of my that's favorites. an old timer yeah I the first time I watched that I'm trying to figure out who the hell Kaiser Soze is Kaiser Soze and it turns out to be him I'm just like spoiler alert <laughs> if you haven't seen if it if you haven't seen it yet <laughs> Kevin Spacey is Kaiser Soze <laughs> And he's a perv. <laughs> <laughs> but that was so cool, like, at the end, when he's sitting there getting interrogated, and you just realize he's using all this, and they start After he, he's, like, walking away. And then he's gimping all away, the, and then he all just, the like... Flashbacks, all the flashbacks. All the flashbacks. And then he just straightens up and just walks off like a G. I'm just like, oh, no. No way. It's not a gimp. It was him. Wow. You know, like... Is that Al Pacino? No, Pacino wasn't in that. Was he? Wasn't he the cop? Look it up. Look it up. I don't think it was Pacino, man. I don't. I could be wrong. Pretty sure it wasn't. But man, yeah, that was a great movie. Stephen Baldwin, Gabriel... Kevin Spacey's not even listed here, yeah, he's been blackballed from Hollywood. They just probably took his name off everything. Sicko. 
only Mike was here, he'd make a comment right now, like, <laughs> he'd say, yeah, see, that's the problem with the Me Too movement. It's ruined all these great actors that I really loved, you know. <laughs> these women would learn to shut their mouths. <laughs> you know, that would be, that'd be Maga Mike. Benicio Del Toro, I think, was... Isn't he the... He's in, like, a beer commercial now, isn't he? <laughs> um, or, or a liquor one. Something, yeah. Oh, that's not Pacino. No. Gabriel Byrne. Reminds me of Pacino. I, yeah, I guess I could see that a little bit. Not the hair, but... No. All the Godfathers are on Netflix now. Did you notice that? Mm. All of them. It doesn't matter because I bought that. Oh, you <laughs> I have it, it on iTunes. Oh, man. I watched that when I was on deployment, I think. Really? Have you ever seen The Man in the High's Castle? No. Dude, that's... Oh, be careful. It's good. Is that a show? Yeah, it's on Prime. Oh, gosh. It's good. Amazon Prime. You watch Jack Ryan on there? No. Oh. On Prime? Yeah. Oh, dude, you're ex-military guy, man. Ex- like, I, I don't get on Prime too much, but... Dude, oh, my God. So the reason I got it on... Because it's not on our... You will like it. It's not on our Apple TV. Prime isn't? Uh, not on ours. It's an old Apple TV. You have Roku or something? How do you watch Prime? Just um, your phone? It's... I have it on my phone. But you can stream that to your TV. I, it's not that great. It. I mean, it works. But then, what if I get a phone call? You know, Dude, just pause it. <laughs> just get one of the Roku sticks. You well, gotta have a USB. Actually, port so we you, we have our uh, Sony Blu-ray player that is super old, but it still plays Amazon Prime. That okay? Jack Ryan, you know, it's the Tom Clancy novel. I haven't watched all. Yeah, yeah, oh, I get it. Dude. Is it with um, what's jo- his face? John Krasinski, Jim from the yeah, Office. Yeah, Jim. Oh, that's it's so weird, but. He was in that other movie, um, He's in Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah, was that it? I think it was. Or it was. Uh, it was. It was about Hillary's mishap or mistake. Oh, man, I know I watched because when Christian was living with me, like he just made us watch all these military movies. Yeah, even though he's never gonna join. I hope he does, but at this point, nice save. Hey, he he went. So he, he, he got married. He got married? Right? Yeah, just didn't tell anyone. Yeah, I was like, what? It was frustrating because he moved here and he was working at Kona and then he went and got a couple other jobs and played the victim that he was struggling. Oh, it sucks working two jobs, blah, blah, blah. And, okay, fine. I quit one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, but we never saw him. Yeah. Ever. I mean, you, every time I saw him, you were probably there. You know, like, I just, <laughs> I never saw him. Yeah, well, that's all right. And that's okay. It's not the end of the world, but only time he'd come around is, you know, hey, you guys doing anything for dinner tonight? You know, no, man, we're doing this and that, man, you know. Going here. Hey, uh, can you help me with the, he needed, it was when he needed something. And, like the car thing? Yeah, Exactly. And, and after he got married without telling anybody, 
and moved back to school. He's he starts texting Alexia the other day saying saying like, Hey, do you hey sis, do you have a prime account? I need I don't wanna pay shipping on this or something like that. And Alexia just she didn't reply to him and he texts her like three, four days in a row, like, Hey sis, how's everything going? Huh. Hey sis, how are the kids? Yeah. Hey sis, how you know Hey by the way <laughs> And then, and then she replies like, "Look, I just, Christian, I love you, but I, you know, you didn't even tell me you were getting married. Yeah, didn't even see you when you lived here. And then on top of that, every time you did reach out, it felt like you just needed something. Like right now, like this exact, yeah. And don't ask me about Prime. He's like, no, it's not like that. We just had something small. Cause she's, I think, getting deployed to." His, oh, she is. She, yeah. Well, he's. You gotta That's be. Right. En, you gotta be enlisted to deploy, right? I forgot she's in the army, right? She's army reserve. Did she transfer? Is she living over there, or is she? I think she's either living in Dallas or Maybury or not Maybury, uh, Fort Hood, somewhere. She's somewhere. They moved. But even then, he called me after they moved out of their apartment. Like, hey. Man, they're gonna charge me this amount of money. Can you go take my direct TV satellite off my porch and go throw it in the dumpster? And I was like, yeah, sure, sure. Turns out, I gave him two pieces of. I gave him an end table and like a kind of a little bit taller, long table. You know, it's back in the day. Like it would be a table that you put a bunch of pictures on all the way across or something. Yeah, you know, just like behind your couch. couch. Table. Yeah. Exactly. Man, yeah, couch table, perfect. And turns out the freaking satellite is bolted to the end table I gave him. What? He didn't tell me that. I didn't bring anything with me, and I had to go to work or something, and I was just like, damn. So I have to pick up the whole freaking table, and it's not big, but it's it was a solid wood table, man. Like, yeah. dude, if you're not gonna use them, just give them back. I could have, now that I'm into, you know, fixing things up, I probably would have. But anyway, so I had to pick up the whole table with this heavy ass satellite on it, and then I get to the dumpster and there's no little side doors on it, so yeah, I had to I had to heave this thing with the satellite dish attached to it awesome. into the dumpster, man, and I I got it. On the second try, nice. <laughs> I just threw it up there. And now you got this little back. tweak in the in the back. <laughs> yeah. So if you play Mega Millions, better get a taste. <laughs> Ooh, you can smell that. That's a different smell with that can on there. I don't know. I caught a whiff of something. Bar- barley malt. Is that mm. a different? I don't think so. Oh, I smell that. Oh yeah, it's the, there it is. That's the whiff. It's the toxins. Yeah. Just breathe them in, nice and deep. Yes. Look at that thing wobbling now. It's melting. Yeah. This is why we need to go simulcast, man, so we can show what we're looking at. <laughs> one day. One day. Yeah, we wouldn't. It wouldn't show up. Just be at this red. Mass. Well, hopefully, get some yeah, lighting. Smell that. Get some lighting and stuff done. Oh, it's gonna. I wonder if there's. 
I'll turn into aluminum. How would you rate this recording we've done tonight? Part one, one and two. Uh, it was, I think it was pretty natural at times. So <laughs> what about this one right here? No, just the whole thing as one. But I'm just saying when we add another dynamic to it with another person, how do we uh. – How do we? I feel like this is a much more – the whole time, even the first part. I think it was a better conversation. It, was, it we was nicer. stayed on topic, right? It was less rushed. Less rushed. And you know, stayed on topic a little more about what we were actually talking about, which is cool. Yeah. We went back and forth, but there wasn't a lot of cutting each other off. Right. Right, that's good. Started to. <laughs> Hang on, let me let me finish this thought. Yeah. Let me smell that. That's the barley. That's the paint. It is. <laughs> sure it is paint or or whatever it is, because you can see it burning off right there. You see it? Oh yeah. All Just the turning silver. Oh yeah, all the blue. Ooh, ooh, it farted. It did, man. Cause it's got the hole in the bottom, like some hole stuff in bottom, went in yeah. there. Let's just let it burn, man. Use it as a log. Bud Light, man. America's beer. Dilly Dilly. This episode brought to you by Dilly Dilly Bud Light. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was good though. I think it'll be interesting adding Maga Mike. Maga Mike to this conversation. I can't wait. That'll be on our what should be regular weekly podcast. You, me, and blank. <laughs> right? You, me, and Mike. You, me, and Alexia. You, me, and alcohol. You, me, and whatever it is. You, me, and some brew. Exactly. So we'll have Mag and Mike on there soon, but that wraps up the Sean Blood Show. Have a good night. <laughs>